This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching. Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume. Um. This evening, I have the chance of speaking with the man who is the founder of Lingerie Fighting Championship, and they will be doing their show, LFC 31 Booty Camp 2, on Tuesday, March 27th, 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on pay-per-view. Sean Donnelly, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? No complaints, man. Uh, you know, the, the promotion has been going great for, for a long time. I'm excited to see what you have next. You're back home in Vegas for, for LFC 31. This is the second booty camp. And in the main event is Selena versus Katie Forbes for, I believe, the booty camp championship. That's right. It's, uh, our first booty camp event in a couple years and of course our first events and uh the Sturgis motorcycle rally uh we managed to get that one in during uh you know during COVID but this is the the first time we've been able to come back to Vegas and you know we're, we're still not allowed but uh still excited to, to be back in action you know uh was there any backlash for the Sturgis show because so many people were complaining about mass gatherings at the time and that they were still weary about even going out, yet there was over 150,000 people in Sturgis. Yeah, I mean, we we certainly had some people who, you know, who complained or, or didn't think we should go. Uh, but but it's ironic sometimes. Like, I had placed an ad. We were looking for an audio guy, and I placed an ad looking for one, and we had, you know, two or 300 people want to do it. And, you know, after the fact, on that same board, there were people who were just, like, ripping on. On a, it just happened to eight of the 12 people had applied to be the audio guy at that show. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of hypocrisy around it. And, you know, we, we, we took a lot of precautions. We, uh, we allowed the, uh, our cast and crew to, to be as safe as they wanted to be. And, uh, you know, of course, nobody, uh, you know, they, a lot of us had, or a lot of the cast had other events to do afterwards and no one tested positive. Right. Uh, I have lovingly referred to uh, the Lingerie Fighting Championship as burlesque MMA. And with Booty Camp, now you have the the boys from MMA Junkie, uh, John Morgan and Ken Hathaway, I believe, that are going to be the color commentators and the play-by-plays, uh, adding even more legitimacy to, to the show the, that you've been put on for 31-plus events. Uh, what does that mean to LFC to now have MMA Junkie behind you? Well, we've, uh, John's been our, our announcer from day one, uh, and Ken's now been with us for a few years and, and they're, ap- you know, absolutely amazing uh, commentators, as I think most people know. Uh, and then I think adding Ken was, you know, John's always been amazing and, you know, Ken's kind of his sidekick and together, uh, you know, I think they know the events so well, they know the promotion so well that they're, they really add a lot to a lot of color to our events. You know, the events have been fun. I believe the last one I was at was in Vegas and it was at Sam's town and we just had a great time. So I thank you for having us out for that one. You know, Vegas is the party town and you guys are going home to Vegas. Uh, you know, might be next time I come out is probably for an LFA show would probably be downtown. You know, that's blowing up. I think, uh, more people are staying downtown these days than they are on the strip. Yeah, I think with Circa, that's really uh, revitalized the area. Uh, you know, hopefully next time we do a show in Vegas, we can actually have fans, you know, live fans instead of just pay-per-view. And it'd be great to see you again.
Right. Uh, you know, it is hard. I mean, you, you do have your, your fighters, you do have your, your commentators and everything else going down. You can't have fans just yet, but, um, with everything that's going on and eventually people coming back to either like myself, cover a show or fans in attendance, what does it mean to you? 31 events in the can or about to be 31 events. And how did this card come about, like setting it up? And specifically, why Tuesday night? Tuesday is usually not a pay-per-view night. Uh, I think we decided since we couldn't have a live audience, the the night wasn't uh, wasn't as important. And you know, we've seen with other companies, you know, WWE specifically, uh, midweek fights. You know, they do their Mondays, they do their their Wednesdays. They, you know, I think especially coming out of COVID, you know, there's still a lot of people who, you know, there's still not a lot of entertainment choices. So I I think a a midweek fight can, can work just just fine. And you know, so far the pay-per-view numbers we're seeing are, are good so it looks like it's paying off well i'm glad to hear that because for a tuesday night fight i mean you have a 7 p.m pacific fight card 10 p.m e- or no, i'm sorry uh yeah 10 p.m eastern um and you're ma- with an early bird price we've got to mention this early bird price before march 13th is 1499 after march 13th is 1999 so get your get your pay-per-view buy-in early that way you'll still have some money left over to pay your taxes but in the main event, you have Selena versus Katie Forbes. And uh, Katie's been around for a while, either in LFC and in uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, this is only her second fight with us. Uh, she she fought at LFC 27. Uh, so we're excited to get her back. I mean, she was she's an amazing, amazing fighter. Uh, and Selena, of course, uh, is you know an incredibly popular fighter right now. Uh, so putting the two of them, two of them together in the main event, it just made sense. And booty camp is a different sort of event for us. So, you know, we, we don't, you know, you're not fighting for the main LC title. You're fighting for the booty camp champ title. So, you know, to bring in two fighters without titles and have them fight for one, you know, made sense. We'll take us into the booty camp championship. How did the booty camp come about? And now how did the title picture develop? Well, Booty Camp was, uh, we have our development league in Topeka, Kansas, where the new girls go to train. Uh, and Booty Camp was our way of, of allowing some of the best fighters from in our system to come up and kind of test themselves against the, uh, you know, our veteran fighters. Now, the, the main event's the one exception to that where we, we bring in two experienced fighters. Uh, but the rest of the card is all, uh, you know, brand new fighters, uh, taking on our vets, uh, with the exception of the first belt, which is, uh, we're bringing Audrey Monique back. Uh, she had, she was injured uh, years ago and, you know, has been training and rehabbing to get back in. So she's kind of like a new fighter. So we're putting her in the, in the opening belt against Bella Inc. Yeah. The, it's a heavily stacked card. I mean, you, like you said, you brought, you brought back, um, you know, Audrey Monique against Bella Inc. You have, uh, Vita Von Starr versus, uh, Gemma Guliana uh, or Juliana, Gemma. you know, Lauren, uh, Lauren Vogel. You know, she, she's always been a tough one. Uh, Jenny Bloody Valentine's coming back and so on and so forth. Um, I do have to ask though, Jolene Hex defending the, uh, the LFC title in the co-main event. Was that something that was bothersome to oh, the she- champ? Yeah, no, she's not. That's her title is certainly not on the line. Uh, that's the European title. So she's already made it very clear that she will not defend it anywhere but Europe. So we have to 
take her back to Europe uh, or, or no one's getting that belt. Uh, no. So this is, I mean, obviously Shelby Paris got a, a you know, a very unfavorable draw there, but you know, this is all about us kind of identifying and seeing these fighters in action, identifying new talent. So what better chance to prove yourself than against a, you know, a fighter like Jolene. And Jolene's been a, been a tough one. We've seen her in, in action before. You know, you have, you have such a stacked card and then you have, uh, the coaches themselves, Joel Kane and then Leon Hader. Uh, Terry London is going to be the, the referee all night. So that's going to be, uh, a long night for, for Terry. Uh, she's actually going to be uh, splitting the, the night with uh, with our regular uh, ref, Sean Hackett. Uh, we definitely wanted to bring Sean back, but Terry did such a great job in Sturgis. Uh, you know, we, we kind of had that dilemma. We, you know, we don't we don't want to lose either of them, so we just decided there's there's eight bouts they can each do four, and uh, uh, you know, get to see both of them. Uh, I know fans are probably looking more forward to to watching Terry's fights or her bouts, but you know, Sean does a good job too. Uh, with everything that's going down, you know, and first it was Sturgis and then you, you're coming back now to Vegas. Uh, was there apprehension with going to Sturgis and now coming home to Las Vegas on top of everything else? Do you feel that the world is finally opening up little by little that we can finally enjoy live events when we can fully gather? Yeah, I, I think we're getting really close to that point. Uh, uh, you, you know, so the, you know, we're, we're coming to Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights are, as of the 15th, are allowing 1,500 fans per game. Uh, other, other teams are already doing that. Uh, so you're, you're definitely seeing things opening up and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really looking forward to the first opportunity we get to, uh, you know, to see our fans again. We miss them. Well, I know, I know they miss you. I've been promoting uh, LFC for a while now. All my friends are getting excited about it and everything that's going down. People are, are really looking forward to this show or this fight card. Um, but I would be remiss not to mention the fact that recently LFC has found some new funding to get things uh, back on track, uh, especially after the, uh, the Sturgis rally. You know, what was it like actually being able to find new funding to help back the, the promotion? and get things rolling again. Well, it, it was great. I mean, we're a, we're a publicly traded company, so, you know, we have certain advantages when it comes to, uh, to raising funding. Uh, one thing we've been doing is we've been buying out a lot of our funders. So last year after Sturgis in November, we, uh, we bought out, uh, we, we, at one point we had six funders. We bought out, you know, we've bought out all but one of them. So we bought out five. Um, the, the funder we have left is extremely, they're big fans of, of LSC and what we do. Uh, so they give us a lot of freedom to, to, you know, pursue what, what we want. Uh, and it, you know, it was fairly easy to, to do it. Uh, you know, we're, we're not, we, we have to get caught up on our filings. So we're working on that. We'll be uh, current again in about anywhere from 30, 45 days. So I think a lot of the, the uh, you know, a lot of our shareholders are excited about that and excited to, to see us back in action. Uh, when you guys went public, what was the general reaction from fans and then from everybody else? Did they, it obviously adds more legitimacy to the organization, but some people thought that you guys were going to be fly by night and here we are five, more than five plus years. And then on top of that, uh, you know, 30 plus shows. Well, I think the reaction to us being public is often you're public. Like we're, we're such a strange company to be a public company, but 
but we are. And like you said, uh, you know, I don't know if people thought that we'd be around this long, but uh, every year we, we seem to be getting bigger. And, uh, you know, this year is no exception. Uh, even last year, I mean, obviously we had to cancel a lot of our events because of COVID, but we still managed to do the biggest event we've done so far or one of the biggest at, uh, at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. We, we put out two seasons of our reality series and we put out another calendar. So, you know, we kept as, as busy as we could. Well, I think you're keeping as busy as you can. You're probably going to double up the shows for 2020, well, end of 2021 and 2022 when uh, we can finally gather again. We, we have five, uh, we have tentatively five events already scheduled and I'm hoping that we can add even a couple more. Well, let's go through the fight card itself. Um, you know, take a step by step. Uh, we'll start, you know, we'll start at the very beginning with, uh, Audrey Monique versus Bella Inc. Uh, you know, Audrey, you said was out with an injury. She's a one and one fighter. Uh, she's, she's a brawler. Bella is, uh, two and three. So, you know, how, how does this break down for you? Like, what was the rationale in, uh, in drawing this car or pulling this car together? Well, we've been, we've been looking for a way to bring, uh, Audrey back. Uh, we, we actually brought her back for the 2021 calendar and, uh, her birthday is in February and so is Bella. So we put them together for the month of February. Uh, the theme was classic cars, uh, bikes and cars. And so they did the photo shoot together and, you know, they got, they got along fine. Uh, but then when it was time to put this belt together, I was, you know, we, we actually had someone else who we had lined up to fight Bella. And when she, she found out who she was fighting, she backed out. So, you know, that opened a spot and I immediately reached out to Audrey and Audrey won't back down from anyone. So, uh, you know, even though they did the calendar together, they're now looking forward to fighting. Right. And what was, uh, Audrey's reaction when you offered her the fight? Oh, she was, she was excited to do it. Uh, I had to kind of explain to her, you know, how, how she was fighting as a prospect and not a veteran because, you know, she certainly feels she's a veteran. Uh, but when I explained, you know, you, you have been out a long time, you've been rehabbing the injury, you know, you're, you, you've been down at boot camp. So it, it kind of makes sense to ring up when she was all on board. Well, you got to start back up and build that record and stamina up. I mean, there is definite ring rust that you have to worry about. Yeah. And I think, you know, no, Bella didn't say anything, but if anyone, you know, maybe Bella is mad that she's not getting the chance to fight a brand new fighter and get that easy win because I think Audrey will be a, a tougher fight than, uh, than a newbie would be. Right. Uh, with the, with the card continuing, I mean, we have Vita Von Starr versus, uh, Gemma Juliana. You know, I've, uh, you know, uh, Vita's, uh, debuting zero and zero as a wrestler. They're both wrestlers. Uh, they're in the same weight class, but there's a four, four inch height difference between the two. Yeah, well, as you know, there, there are no weight divisions in LFC, so we do get, uh, you know, it's funny, that's actually one of the reasons the, the fighter backed up from fight, fighting Bella. Uh, Bella had about three, three or four inches on her as well. Uh, but no, we, you know, we, we love the fights where you, there's a bit of a size disadvantage and it's not always the bigger fighter who wins. So, you know, we have some great smaller fighters who have done very well against the big fighters. Right. You're giving it that old school pride feel. It, it's like UFC. When they first started, there were no weight divisions and, you know, we're, we're kind of a throwback to, to, uh, to that. And, and, you know, we, we just don't have the size of roster, uh, as you know, you, where it's easy to take two people of the same weight. You know, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to have enough fights if we had, if we had to have weight divisions. So we're going to fight against having weight divisions as long as we can. Yeah. Well, we're, we're thrilled to see that. And I think the fans love the way that's going on top of it. 
uh, Lauren Fogel, you know, she's been around for a while. She's, uh, she's played professional football. She's taking on Sarah, Sarah Brooke, who's making her debut. Uh, tell us a little bit about Sarah since we're familiar with Lauren. Uh, Sarah, we're excited to see her fight. She's been, uh, she's been really, really impressive. Uh, her coaches were really impressed with her at, uh, at booty camp. So we're excited to bring her up. Uh, and you, you notice their nicknames. It's the animal versus the beast. Uh, you know, that just kind of, you know, w- when deciding who to pair, uh, Lauren and, and Sarah with, it just made sense to have the animal fight the beast. So we're looking forward to that fight. Uh, it's, Two very beautiful fighters with a, a lot of skill. Uh, I think this is probably going to be the fight of the night. You know, you have uh, a brawler versus an MMA fighter. So we'll see, uh, you know, maybe a little old school Tank Abbott versus, uh, you know, everybody else that they put him up against type deal with Lauren and uh, when Sarah. Yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh up next on the card, you know, there's uh, Veronica Payne, the the VP versus Jenny Bloody Valentine. Uh, Veronica's making her debut. Jenny's a wrestler. I, I've known Jenny for a while. Uh, she's got a bit of a mean streak, especially going into L- her LFC fights. Yeah, and Jenny's on a winning streak. I mean, she she struggled when she first joined LFC. She lost her first three fights. I know she was at one point considering, you know, considering quitting that maybe this wasn't for her. Uh, luckily, she you know she decided to stick it out, and uh, she's won three straight. Looked great doing it, and uh, you know it's be a, a tough fight for Veronica, but uh, you know I think has uh, a lot of skills of her own. So we'll see. A lot of people always just assume the veterans are going to roll over the, the, the rookies. And, you know, that kind of did happen a little bit at the first one. Although, you know, we still, we, we got a couple of amazing fighters out of that and uh, a couple of belts that, you know, went the distance. I, I don't think any rookie actually won that night, but they impressed. Was anyone questioning the tactic of having a rookie versus a veteran card and going, wait a minute, this is unfair to the up and comers? I think some people, but, but I think people realize, you know, what the, the purpose of it is. And I think when we did LFC 26, which is the first booty camp, the, the, the rookies held their own, you know, they, they may not have won the fights, but you know, they weren't embarrassed. They weren't, uh, you know, none of them got killed. Uh, so I, I think it kind of gave people confidence that, you know, these fighters coming up are still talented fighters in their own right. They just need experience. So this is, they're going to, they're going to get a, a lot of experience in a very short period. All right. And so far, you know, this is the undercard. We got a few more bouts to go through. Obviously there's, uh, the Fox, Shea Mazzotto versus Crystal White. Uh, Crystal's making her debut. She's a grappler. Shea's a wrestler. So I think we're going to see a lot of people, or at least we're going to see a lot of time on the ground between these two. I would expect so. And, you know, although Shea, you know, she, I find with Shea, she can fight any style you want to throw at her. Uh, and, and I know she's, she's going to, I feel a bit bad for Crystal because I know if any of our fighters, the one who probably has a chip on her shoulder the most is Shea because of what happened at, uh, in Sturgis. A lot of people, myself included, believe she should have won that fight. Well, she can look at this as her redemption fight and she's probably going to take it out on, on Crystal's arms or, or knee at some point. Yeah, it's just too bad there's not a title for her to win at the end of it. And then in the next bout, we have, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> in the next bout, we, we have Barbie Hudson, who's making her debut. She's an MMA fighter versus Genevieve Hex. Uh, Genevieve is, uh, five and three. Uh, they're only one pound in difference, one inch in, uh, in height difference as well. You know, uh, two complementary styles between these two. 
What are you predicting for this one? I'm, I'm really curious to see how Genevieve performs in this because I, I think she's got a lot to prove after her last fight. She lost to Bella Inc. who, you know, Bella had just a couple fights before that. I think one fight before that, uh, debuted as a booty camp fighter herself. So, you know, to lose to someone who, you know, had debuted just that, that recently, you know, might have been a little bit embarrassing to Genevieve. So I know she'll want to turn that around. But uh, Barbie Hudson's another one who, you know, has been impressing and it won't be an easy fight. And then in our co-main event, the European champion Jolene Hex in a non-title bout against Shelby the Panther Paris. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I mean, Jolie is a Krav Maga fighter. She's 21, 6-1, and one, and Shelby's making her debut. Yeah, this one is, uh, if there's any fight that I think we probably maybe already know the outcome of, uh, it probably is that one. Uh, although Shelby, I mean, she's, she's a tough girl. Uh, she, she's another one. She debuted in the, uh, calendar recently, uh, you know, which we, we hadn't done before put a, well, no, I shouldn't, we, we have a couple times, but we put her in and it was kind of, uh, we had her with Leon Hader, her coach, uh, kind of showed how she got recruited and uh she you know from from doing that she's been so excited to fight so you know even though even when i told her who her opponent was there was no hesitation it was the hell yeah i want to do it and then we got our main event it's going to be selena who's 15 and 2 as a wrestler versus katie forbes 13 and 8 uh you know one inch height difference 25 pound weight weight advantage for katie forbes though yeah, this is where we don't have our, you know, weight divisions. It, it leads to some, some crazy matchups. Uh, but, you know, Selena's such a, you know, a veteran fighter in her own right. Uh, I think, I think she'll be fine with the weight uh, disadvantage. And Katie, she debuted with us at LFC 27 in a non-title main event. Uh, I'm, I guess no one told her it was a non-title main event because at the end of it, she was pretty sure she'd won a title. So, you know, we're, we're giving her another chance. There actually is a title on the line. So, you know, we'll see if she can grab this one. When putting this card together, which one do you think is going to be the fight of the night minus the main event since that's the big draw? Uh, yeah, I think the main event's probably the closest of them. Uh, I think Bella and Audrey is going to be good because Audrey, you know, does have that experience. Uh, and I'm also really looking forward to, uh, Barbie taking on Genevieve. That one definitely looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The whole card is just stacked. The talent, you have a deep talent roster. The more important question is which, which LFC fighter would you like to see come out of retirement? Uh, well, we, I think everyone would love to see Feather Haddon come out of retirement, but, uh, uh the injury she suffered, I, don't, I just don't think that's, that's a possibility. Uh, you know, we had Ali Parks come out of retirement at, uh, in Sturgis. Uh, you know, she then immediately went back into retirement, which was the plan all along. This was her coming out of retirement to do this specific event in Sturgis. She really wanted to do that. Uh, you know, but I, I can't think of many fighters who've been with us who retired that we wouldn't welcome back because we've had, you know, we've been so fortunate to have such a great lineup. Um, the show again is a Tuesday night. Where is the F FSW arena? I don't think I've heard uh, of it. It's, uh, in Las Vegas. Not, it's not far from the strip, uh, and the airport. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a really cool venue that is, is kind of, you know, everything, it's self enclosed, everything's there. Uh, you know, the ring's already there. The lights are already there. You know, it's kind of plug and play. Uh, so, you know, in, in a case where you couldn't have fans, it, it just made sense to go someplace that, you know, we don't have to bring anything in. It's all there. 
Are we ever going to get a special attraction match on pay-per-view between uh, Hater and Kane? You know, uh, the coaches go you at. might be surprised. We're, we're actually putting, we've never done this before. Normally, normally when we do these events, we do one poster and, you know, five or six of the girls get to be on that poster. Uh, but as you can imagine, that does create some resentment. So we decided this time we're going to do four posters. We're going to put, you know, 16 girls with four in each poster. Everybody's happy. Well, then my designer talked me into what if we did another poster with all the miscellaneous? So, but Melania, so we've got an ant singer for the first time. So, of course, Holly May is such a big part of the show. Our, our prez, uh, the ring girls, uh, we've, we've got celebrity judges. And then, so we did that as our fifth poster. And then he talked me into doing a sixth poster with just the men of LFC. Now, I don't know if anyone wants the men of LFC, but the reason I mention it is I then had to reach out to these guys and get their photos. Coach Keynes has sent me his photo, and uh, you would not recognize him. He's ripped. He has taken advantage of COVID, and he is now, I think, more muscular than Coach Coach Hader. Uh, so that that might be a fight now that wouldn't be as one-sided as it would have been two years ago. Well, the reality show has been great. It's been fun. We we've seen the the women train. We've seen the coaches do the do their thing. Kane's been goofy at times, but he's obviously pulled off so, some wins for his team. Are we now that Booty Camp Two is, is going on, and eventually we're going to get Booty Camp Three? Is the next show going to go back to the standard pink team versus black team? Uh, yeah, it, it will go back to our to our standard sort of show. Uh, and and one one thing to note with uh, Hater and Kane, Hater will be in the building. Uh, you know, personally coaching his team. Uh, Kane is up in Canada right now and can, can't make it to the show, but but he's still going to coach. He's just going to do it through Zoom. He will be the first, I believe, MMA coach to coach remotely through Zoom. So who's the one that's going to be holding up the iPad to the cage as he screams at his fighters? He's he's hired Jackie O to do that. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Jackie O, but she's uh, you'd much rather watch her walk around than Joe Kane. Uh, and so that's how he's going to do it. She, she will be his body and, uh, you know, fine body it is. And, uh, he will try to coach remotely and hopefully the girls listen to him. Right. Well, let, let's hope, uh, cancel culture is a big thing right now. Gina Carano just recently got canceled, uh, or at least they tried to, and they, they failed miserably with that. Would you welcome Gina into an LFC cage? I know you made uh, offers yeah. to, uh, to Ronda Rousey at one point. Yeah, we did. We made an offer to Ronda Rousey, and unfortunately, we lost her to the WWE. Uh, but yeah, Gina would be, uh, I think, a great addition to LFC. Uh, you know, something maybe we'll look into. Yeah. Um, cancel culture again is a big thing. Sexism uh, is uh, is being pointed out, and even when it's not there, the they'll seek it. Uh, you're not exploiting your talent because everyone clearly wants to be there. They've all signed contracts. They're all. Uh, being compensated for their work and not being exploited. What was the general backlash like versus the general support for LFC in the last couple of years, especially with the Me Too movement and in professional wrestling with speaking out? Because we haven't heard anything come out of LFC, so clearly you're running a clear operation. Yeah, it's been, you know, overwhelmingly people have been supportive of what we do. Uh, the, the idea that you could exploit any of our, our people just tells me you haven't met them. Uh, you know, these are some of the strongest, you know, brightest, most empowered women you'll ever meet. Uh, they do this because they enjoy it. Uh, they're not ashamed of their bodies. 
And, you know, there's also such a double standard. You know, if you watch men's MMA, they wear less than our, than our fighters do. And no one ever thinks it's exploitation. So, you know, there's a double standard that, you know, if women do something, it's, you know, it's wrong. Okay. You know, we're, we're, we're set. Right. Um, yeah, again, more than half a decade in, uh, I know, uh, former pro wrestler Mike Modest was one of your early coaches and, you know, people have come and gone and, and the promotion still, still stands. Take us back to LFC one and how looking back from 31, you can sit there and see the evolution, not only of the product, but how has your vision changed from when you started with the first one to where we are now? Uh, I think we've embraced kind of being our own thing a little bit more than, than when we started. I think when we started, we were, you know, we, we kind of didn't have an identity. We were, weren't sure if we, what we wanted to look like. Um, I, th- I think we've really, you know, kind of tailored our product now. Uh, you know, we're, we're not just MMA. We're not just wrestling. We're, you know, we're kind of a hybrid of the two that, that we haven't seen before. And, you know, and we're finding our fans are enjoying that and, and, and the, and the fighters are enjoying it. So we could say that where Glow left off in the 80s, you guys picked up the torch and took it in a completely different direction, uh, but in their essential spirit. In in some, you know, and there are aspects certainly to our show that, that are reminiscent of, of Glow, uh, except that, you know, like when you watch our reality series, uh, unlike Glow, like with Glow, you're seeing characters. When you watch our reality series, that's that's just them you know it's not scripted it's not uh you know it's just them being themselves so you know so if there's two fighters that don't get along it's because they don't get along uh you know if there's two fighters or friends it's because they're friends uh so everything you see and and that's that's also how we our fans get to know our fighters it's you know it's not really in the ring that you get to know them in the ring they're just there to fight uh, you know, they, they don't grab the mic and, and, and yell at each other and, and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, so you, you get to know who they are through the reality series. Right. Uh, Sean, with everything that's going on, you know, Tuesday, March 23rd is going to be an exciting night of fights. Uh, again, if they purchase the show before March 13th, it's 1499. If they purchase afterwards up until, uh, bell time, it's 1999. Why did you set the price point so low in comparison to so many other pay-per-views? Uh, I think, you know, what, when we decided we were coming back, we wanted to do it as a, uh, a little bit of a gift to our fans. And, uh, you know, for instance, if our VIP members, the, the fight is free to them. Uh, and so we wanted to do that, but we also wanted to, uh, when you buy our pay-per-view, you, you can't buy it until you pick someone in the cast to, uh, to support. Uh, so 30% of your pay-per-view ticket goes to that fighter. Uh, or, you know, if you want to support a ring growth, even if you want to support a coach, you can do that. Uh, so, you know, so it was kind of a, a reward to the fans. So we want to keep the price affordable. Uh, and then also a reward to the, to the amazing, uh, uh fighters and, and, you know, ring girls and coaches and everyone we have that, that makes the show possible. I think that's a great idea that 30% of everybody's purchase will go to the fighter of their choosing. Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody doing something like that. So I commend you for it. Yeah, I think I thought it was a really important thing to do, especially, you know, coming out of COVID where, uh, you know, some people unfortunately haven't been able to, you know, certainly in, in this industry, uh, you know, they haven't been as busy as they would have been normally. And, you know, that, that affects the pocketbook. So we wanted to, uh, to help out, you know, and of course that money's over top of their guaranteed purse. 
Now, take us through the pay-per-view itself. Is it going to be on the LFC website itself? Do you have a tie-in with either Fight Network or Fight TV or just standard pay-per-view? Like, how's the pay-per-view going to work? Uh, pay-per-view, we write down on, on our site. Our site will be hosting it. Uh, that's where you'll watch it. And is there a sleeper fight that you think people might just sit there and go, ah, I don't know about this one, but that's the one they should really keep their eye on for this card? Uh, I think Gemma and Vita could be that fight, especially uh, Gemma had a fight with us, uh, LFC 29, and it wasn't a very exciting fight. Uh, so I think a lot of people maybe wrote her off. Uh, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, but it wasn't entirely her. She, you know, she got uh, an opponent who was, was a grappler and just held her down the whole time. So I think people, you know, we didn't really get to see what Gemma can do. Uh, I think against Vita, who's a, an exciting fighter in her own right, I, I think Gemma will have a chance to, you know, to maybe show off her skill set a little more. Um, all right, man, this is this is the biggie. It's Tuesday, March 23rd. We haven't bought our pay-per-view yet, but we're uh, we're about to click purchase. What's the one reason for someone that hasn't seen an LFC show before to sign on to Lingerie Fighting Championship and decide to book this one? Uh, I think, you know, I think with our show more than, than a lot of shows, it's the, the whole package is entertainment. Uh, you know, there, there's no dead air. That's one thing I can't stand with, with a lot of events where, uh, you know, there'd be five, 10 minutes between fights with us. The second one fights over, the next ones are coming in. Uh, we've gotten, you know, we, we've added a lot of things. We've got some, uh, really cool celebrity judges for this one, including, uh, a rapper named Whoop Dog. Uh, Trap Gambino's back, of course. Uh, and then Onyx is, uh, uh, you know, formerly from uh, Women of Wrestling and, uh, Spider-Man. She's going to be on hand. Uh, so there, there's just going to be a lot going on. Uh, you know, great anthem singer, great, uh, there's just always a lot of entertainment, you know, and, and of course the entrances, uh, you know, Events are, you know, the, the fights are great, but you could just watch the entrances and still have a hell of a show. Right. Well, we're looking forward to it on Tuesday, on Tuesday, March 23rd, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, LFC 31, Booty Camp 2, main event, Selena versus Katie Forbes. Sean Donnelly, thank you so much for talking to me about, about LFC. The website is laundryfc.com where you can get more information on this and purchase the pay-per-view. Uh, stick around for a couple of minutes after this so we can talk about the documentary that's not ready to promote yet, but we will have you back when it's time to talk about that one. Awesome. We're uh, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Rob. Perfect. And real quick, where can we find you on social media, uh, LFC on Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, well, I handle our YouTube and Facebook and, uh, you know, so just uh, search Laundry Fighting Championships on either. Uh, but we're also on Instagram and TikTok. And I, I think at this point, we're everywhere. Perfect. Sean Donnelly, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been great. Thank you, Rob.